Listen, buddy, if you're looking for the Diet Frozen Yogurt Bar, it went out of business last summer. Actually, I'm looking for a Batman number 14. coffee crew. Regardless of what you're drinking at the moment, it's time for another episode of the Coffee and Comics podcast. In case you're new here, I'm your host, the caffeinated Clinton Robison. On this show, we take a look at a comic roughly in the span of time it takes to have a nice little coffee break. On today's episode, I'm dialing things back to some of the early days of my major interest in comics, back to a little event from Marvel called the Infinity Gauntlet. But wait, that's not in the show notes. Of course not, because Infinity Gauntlet was a premium title with a premium price, and I wasn't giving up on my G.I. Joe and What If issues just to buy one issue of Infinity Gauntlet. Man, if only I'd known then what I know now. Anyway, today we're going on a little side trick with an Infinity Gauntlet tie-in. Silver Surfer, Volume 3, Number 58. The story is called Forgiveness, written by Ron Mars, penciled by Todd Smith, inked by Tom Christopher, colors by Tom Vincent, there's a lot of T's on this book, letters by Ken Bruzenak, and the editor was Craig Anderson. We open in darkness right where the previous issue left off. The Silver Surfer is still being subjected to the whims of the man known only as Virtual Reality. Hey, it was the 90s, okay? Just... yeah. The Surfer came to this place last issue after being sent away from the battle with Thanos during the Infinity Gauntlet. See, see? We're tying in. From the darkness, we see virtual reality scolding the surfer, informing him that this is a torment of the surfer's own creation, and that only he can make his way out of it. After coming to multiple dead ends, the silver surfer finds his way to an open area with three exits to choose from. But instead, from these exits emerge three figures he recognizes. The Hulk, Doctor Strange, and Namor the Submariner. That's right, folks, it's the Defenders! Despite the surfer's rationale that Thanos has killed two of them, the three figures engage in battle with the surfer. After a physical altercation, the surfer unleashes the power cosmic upon them, revealing their true forms that resemble some sort of undead. In truth, they are denial, doubt, and guilt. These are the creatures that have grown strong on the surfer's own feelings toward himself. They have created a set of shackles that bind the surfer down, quite literally. But according to virtual reality, the key to escape is within Norrenrad himself. The four depart to leave the surfer alone with himself. Norrin's mother appears to him and tells him that he has no blame for her own suicide. She produces a key to unshackle one leg. 
His father appears to say that it was his own fault for raising Norrin to such a strict standard, because he was unable to forgive himself for various things. He produces a key to unshackle the other leg. Shalabal, the surfer's old love interest, appears to say that she has come to understand that they were not on the same levels of their relationship, and she has forgiven him. Her key unshackles his right hand. Mantis and Nova, Frankie Ray, the Herald of Galactus, not, not the one from the Nova Corps and New Warriors and all that, they appear to inform the surfer that he was emotionally immature, and they should have recognized that instead of expecting more from him. They unshackled the left hand. However, that leaves a chain around the surfer's neck. Norrin literally reaches into himself and withdraws a key after realizing that he must also forgive himself for the things he has done, thus freeing himself. He appears next to Virtual Reality, who gives him a bit more of a life lesson and then teleports him back into deep space. There, the surfer spots Adam Warlock, and the two fly off to confront Thanos once. Elsewhere, a shadowy figure emerges from a crashed. Elsewhere, a shadowy figure emerges from a crashed spaceship, setting up plots for future issues. All right, so let's take a quick promo break, and I'll be back with my thoughts on this. You are about to see the first public exhibition of an entirely new form of entertainment. You are about to see. You are about to see. Because you demanded it. It's Treasury Cast, a podcast devoted to the greatest comics format of all time, the Treasury Edition. DC, Marvel, Archie, IDW, and more, bigger than life. It's the Treasury Cast, part of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, and on fireandwaterpodcast.com. So, as I said before, I wasn't picking up the main Infinity Gauntlet series as it came off the stands, which was stupid. So, I really only had a general idea of what was going on in there, and a story tie-in really wasn't a huge draw for me. So, why did I pick up this issue, you might ask? Well, two reasons, actually. For starters, I was still exploring comics in general, so I wanted to get a feeling for what this surfer guy was all about and see if it felt, you know, if he was interesting enough for me to drop another title for. But I also grabbed this issue because a friend pointed out that the cover promised a return of the Defenders. And according to him, that was a big deal. Like, okay, I can get behind this. No clue who that Doctor Strange dude was. But I had encountered Namor before, and who didn't know the Hulk, right? Man, I was such a sucker for this cover. But I bought this issue, and the ones on either side of it, to give it a fair shot, you know. But, you know, that's, that's enough history. What do I think of all this in the here and now after revisiting it? Well, the story is pretty decent. Even if you get zero information on what the surfer can do and all of that. Honestly, by itself, it's pretty darn confusing, but if you have the preceding issue, it makes it a semi-decent little two-parter. But since I'm dealing with this issue by itself, let's say the story is slightly below average. But it can still be enjoyed. It, it's certainly far from a must-read, but it's okay. Ron Mars makes it work. 
but he's definitely done better by this title. The true joy in this issue comes in the art. Todd Smith draws all the guest characters in a way that makes you really wish he were bringing the team back together into some kind of cosmic ensemble book. And I mean the visions Norrin sees, not just the ghoulish things running around. Frankie Ray, Mantis, Doc Strange, they all look amazing. The backgrounds are pretty darn enjoyable, too. So, I guess you're wondering if I would really suggest you read this book. I'm a little confused as to the answer, honestly. I'm trying my best not to be clouded by nostalgia, but it's difficult. My heart tells me that I have a soft spot for this era just because I enjoyed almost all. I, I was just at that age. My head tells me that maybe I should tell you to run screaming unless you were a Silver Surfer and or Infinity Gauntlet purist. So I guess we're meeting somewhere in the middle? It has an okay story, but it has above average art. It will fill in a few gaps where Infinity Gauntlet might be missing a bit, but at the same time, it's really not going to show you too much about the surfer as he is at that point, but more about how he was before. <sighs> Part of me really just wants to leave the judgment up to you guys, because at the end of the day, you're going to be the ones looking at it after I'm done talking about it. Or not. But honestly, I mean, I've, I've tossed this back and forth for days, and I really can't come to a clear conclusion. But I would say in the long run, I'm going to have to side with no. I really don't think you should buy this book if you see it on the stands, unless it's just sitting there in a quarter bin and you need something else to read. It's, it's beautiful to look at. It really is. It's highly enjoyable for the art. But Mars, Mars works with what he's got, but I kind of get the feeling editorial just told him, hey, you need to fill in something between these issues of Infinity Gauntlet where the surfer's not involved. So that's basically this issue. So yeah, Silver Surfer Volume 3, number 58. Buy it if you really want, but I mean, there, there's no need to really... In fact, don't even buy it, folks. Just read it on the Marvel Unlimited app. If you're going to read it, read it there. You're already paying for it anyway, so you might as well just... So that's it on Silver Surfer Volume 3, number 58. Let's take another break, and I'll come back with some listener feedback. This year, in 2020, we will see DC Comics celebrating the 80th anniversary of Robin, and so will Terrence, Ryan, and myself here on the podcast. Every other episode this year, well, <laughs> as long as Rob can keep everything straight, will have us following Tim Drake in the 1990s-2000s DC timeline. The following episode, we will be joined by a selection of special guests throughout 2020. The guests will be selecting their favorite Robin in a story that connects them to the character. It could be a comic, movie, animation... Hey, wait. So, like, uh, we, could we be reading Red Hood and the Outlaws on this show? Or Nightwing? Yeah, that's the idea. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, so you're opening the door to not just Tim Drake, but any Robin? Yeah. So does that mean Rick Grayson? Yeah, like the new 52 Helena Wayne, Robin of Earth 2? Heck, even the pre-crisis Robin of Earth 2? Or, dare I even say, Damien? Batman Forever? 1950s Detective and Batman Stories? Batman 66 episode? Batgirl Stephanie Brown? Teen Titans Robin with Wolfman and Perez? Jeff Johns and... Oh no! No! Scott Lobdell! No! 
Okay, uh, while I give my co-hosts a minute or so to digest all of this information, you can find our show, Robin Everyone Loves the Drake Comic Podcast, through the BatmanUniverse.net podcasting network. Also available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you traditionally listen to your podcasts from. Now, if you'll excuse me, I think Terrence might need a bottle of water or maybe a paper bag. No, new 52. It's going to be okay, Terrence. It's going to be okay. Change of Tim Drake's origin. Don't worry, Terrence. Crazy Red Robin costume. It's going to be okay. Uh, Maybe it won't happen. I know it's heartbreaking to have your favorite shows preempted, but look what you're getting in TLU Cast brings you Justice League Season 2. Back in business. The Justice League faces their greatest foe. This is a chance to rid ourselves of the League once and for all. Dark Side, Brainiac, Doctor Destiny, Lex Luthor, Amazo, Vandal Savage, Eclipso, the Joker, Harley Quinn, the Royal Flush Gang, the Secret Society of Supervillains, and themselves. Delucast Season Two available on iTunes and Apple Podcasts and at FirewaterPodcast.com. Always have to be the hero. Right back at you. Hey everybody, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with me and thanks for listening to those lovely promos because honestly. That's how we get noticed in this podcasting community, and I'm so glad that nobody skips over to Please Don't. So, last episode, as a reminder, we were talking about Hawkman, and we got likes, shares, retweets, and all that fun stuff from Ross Michaud, Billy Delicious, Professor Frenzy, Charlton Hero, Chris Lydon, Trekker Talk, The Hammer Strikes, Dreadnought. Chris at BTO and Bat Books. Sean Ross. I said hi. Hi. Green Lantern HG. J. Jones Goldstein. Joshua Ox. Laurel at Mountain Flower One. Travis on Infinite Earths. Between the Pages. Iowa's Joe Crawford. Warlock Thanos Podcast. Jacked Up Podcast. Comics in the Golden Age. Bill Beer. Joseph McGregor, Anime Freaks, Old Comics, Gene Hendricks, Jerry Green, Mike Peacock, Al Sadano, Hal Jordan, Max Trevor, and Ranger Gord. So, we didn't get a whole lot of feedback on the last episode, but good old Green Lantern HG sure responded. Great episode, but come on, you always deliver. Oh, thanks, H.G., you're so kind. And he continues, I'm ashamed to admit it, but Hawkman is one of the characters I have very little knowledge of. And it's sad, because I love the character. Just haven't made the effort. Coffee was too hot. Well, I mean, we can't all know everything about every character, H.G., so I'm there with you. I love Hawkman, but honestly, there's a large black spot in my reading on him so anyway that's really about it for this episode that was a small bit of feedback but i'm glad for it so please continue to write in thanks for listening everybody i love you you love me well one of those is true and remember come back next time because this is the place where the coffee is never too cold and the comics are never too old This has been a Coffee and Comics production. All material referenced herein is copyright the respective owners and is believed covered under fair use. 
feedback can be left by emailing coffeeandcomicspodcast at gmail.com, visiting the website at coffeeandcomicspodcast.blogspot.com, or on Twitter at coffeecomicsblg. Thank you.